0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Recorded live.
0: And now, moving on to our second interview of the evening. Uh, Might be for the morning or afternoon for you listening. Uh, Tomorrow... We are now joined by uh Gray Hardison of Red Cap Rebellion. Grey, how you doing?
2: Doing well. Yourself?
0: Uh I'm doing well. Um technical difficulties before we started, but we are rocking and rolling now. And then we are also joined by former South Alabama QB linebacker and tight end Grant Powell. I'm it's a mouthful, but you did it all. How you doing, man?
1: <laughs> how you doing? Yeah. Uh put in my time, I guess you could say. All right, so uh,
0: so we'll jump right into it. So, um, you know, tell us about your time as as a jag down there in Mobile, playing for Coach Joey Jones, and uh, just some initial thoughts for them going into this weekend's game against Ole
1: Man, from my perspective, Joey Jones is—he's uh, just one of those guys. He cares more about his players than winning the game. Um, uh, there's a lot of coaches out there where it's all about getting the W, which in the end game, if you want to have a job at the end of the year, it is all about winning the W. But uh, he's all about he's all about all uh, about the players. Um, he wants to win. He's a good coach. He's, uh, he's got a great background. He's got a great staff around him right now. And from uh, uh, and what I know from talking to a bunch of my buddies who are still on the team, they are uh,
0: uh, they're rolling. And they're ready to go right now. So. Your thoughts, I mean, last year, obviously, South Alabama was, was pretty popular for a couple of weeks. They took down Mississippi State early in the year. Um, I, I guess I'm sure you watched that game. Um, you know, are there any kind of similarities that you, you could see this team having that sort of ability going up against uh, Ole Miss this weekend um, at all?
1: Uh, Definitely. The biggest thing uh like last year we came out and we actually had a bunch of question marks on offense. Like uh we had Dallas Davis coming out and he was a uh he was a first time starter. I mean, he was he was good in spring practice and fall practice and then he came out and he lit it up against Mississippi State.
2: Um
1: uh this year we actually get to see one of my other buddies, uh, uh Cole Garvin. He's uh he's he's no less better and he's he's no better. He's um He's, he's a heck of a quarterback, he's a heck of a ball player. On uh, probably defensive side of the ball, I'd probably say the defensive line right now is depth-wise, strength-wise, just all around is nuts. Um, I've got a couple buddies on the D-line right now and and, and all the articles and stuff. It's just it's, – it's all about the D-line,
0: all about it. I personally feel so, like they'll be able to come with Ole Miss. The only thing about Ole Miss is I
1: watched their spring game actually. Um, is that offense? Y'all got a ton of skilled players that are
0: very deadly. So, yeah, I mean, that's where I was going to go next. I mean, coming into this season, I mean, a lot of attention on the offense for Ole Miss. The defense is going to be the, the question mark, uh, no question about it. Uh, you mentioned the D line. Um, and that's a, that's a good segue here. Um, Gray and myself talk a lot about the, uh, the new offensive coordinator at Ole Miss, Phil Longo, and he's going to want to establish the run and get a run game of some sort in Oxford because it hasn't really been there for the last five or six years. Um, do you think that that D-line is, is going to be up to the task? I mean, even though the run game has struggled, I mean, Ole Miss is returning a ton of experience and a ton of talent on that offensive front, do you think that they could hang for four quarters? Uh,
1: you know, honestly, man, when it comes down to it, um, it's going to be hot. It's going to be the first game. Everybody's going to be uh, getting out there, adrenaline pumping. Um, I honestly think it's it's going to be who wants it more. Now, I'm not going to say that, that Ole Miss is going to be able to hang for four quarters or, or my guys are going to be able to hang for four quarters. But uh, I do believe – probably to about the third quarter that it's going to be a a really even match and in the fourth quarter it's going to come down to who actually wants it so I think they're going to be up to it I'm just I'm not going to say they're going to do it if you know what I mean <laughs> right right <laughs> Uh,
2: and just to, just to keep, keep it as confusing as possible, we'll jump back to the other side of the ball because you kind of touched on it uh, in your opening comment. I saw uh, I think it was this week. I, I don't know. I lose track of time. That uh, Cole Garvin was named the starter over uh, Dallas Davis. Uh, is there any? And you mentioned you know they're essentially about the same. Uh, what, in your opinion, would have uh, given uh, allowed Garvin to win the job over Davis?
1: Um, uh, Dallas. He's he's a very. Uh, I'm actually best friends with both of them, so I don't want to dog anybody. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, Dallas. He is. He's very straightforward. He reads the defense, and then he's he's going to make his check downs and whatever. And then Cole is. He'll do the exact same thing, but he also knows how to extend a play by anything. I I compare the kid to Brett Favre, to be honest with you, as a gunslinger. He's got a cannon on him. Um, he's not the biggest guy. He leads the offense well. He actually started uh, – what game was that? I want to say the San Diego State game for us last year because me and Dallas were out. And, uh, I mean, he lit the place on fire. Um, uh, Dallas, the reason – Another reason why I think it did he had uh I wanna say labrum and bicep tendonitis, uh he had surgery on that over the off season and he just really hadn't gotten completely back to where he could really just like dominate out there. He didn't do bad. Mm-hmm. Uh I've actually talked to some of the coaches that said he didn't do bad. He just wasn't able to get that extra on the oomph over Cole as of right now.
2: Right, gotcha, yeah, yeah, that was because, like you said, uh, him, uh, and I know, and i was just this I was just doing some reading earlier this week, uh that that uh Davis, uh, I think he got hurt, he was hurt last year for a few he missed a few games, right am I, am he, I making, uh, yes,
1: he missed he missed the third i want to say the third game against San Diego state, like I just said, um right, that was i want to say turf toe, and then he missed. I can't remember why he missed another game or didn't start the next game. I couldn't remember what it was, but uh, yeah, he's he's a tough-nosed kid, man. He'll uh, he is not afraid to he's not afraid to try to chuck somebody, and he'll get right he'll get right back up if he gets knocked down. So right. he pays for <laughs>
2: it's interesting you mentioned uh you were comparing uh, uh cole to, to Favre. Uh so i was again I was watching some video for this this dumb video post i always do but anyway i was watching some highlights from the san diego state game and i think it was uh i cannot remember which i want to assume it was either first or second quarter and I, I don't remember the play breakdown but he basically just unloads one down the sideline you know i mean it ended up being I don't know. Probably like a seventy-yard touchdown pass. I could be making up the distance yeah, there. The I know. It was long. In the in the, uh, the what now?
1: Uh, the kid dives in the end zone to catch it. Uh, oh no! This one was he let it go and the guy caught it at like the fifty forty-yard
2: line and then kept running. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, I'd I have to go back and look. Uh, but yeah, I was about to say that was one of the first things because uh, I at that point I hadn't seen him throw a pass and then he let yeah. it go and I was
1: like, whoa. This is something he's,
2: serious here.
1: He started out at uh, at Marshall for a couple of years and uh, ended up transferring. But yeah, he's, I mean, he's got a rifle on. I mean, he throws a pretty ball. He's smart. Um, he knows he knows when to try to make a play, and then he knows when to check it down. Um, he knows when he knows where the chains are. He's 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 a real deal. So I'm actually excited to see him uh, get this start. He deserved it. So.
2: Uh, and then, I guess, uh, ask you to uh, be a little selfish here, because uh, Zach mentioned you you played multiple positions. What was, uh, of the ones you played, what was your favorite?
1: Uh, I, you know what, man? I'd go defensive end. I was I uh, <laughs> I wasn't a big, broody, hand-in-the-line kind of guy. I, it was, honestly, I was, I was called a jack, which is like a stand-up outside linebacker. Uh, mm-hmm. But I would, I'd also get on the line, and I, it was just, it was easy for me. It was easy for me to uh comprehend the defense and I only had a couple reads each time, depending on what the offense had to so it, it was easy I could play as fast as I want, and you know it's not a bad thing getting to hit people
0: no no no
2: yeah, it's much yeah. it's much more fun to be on that end than the other one,
0: yeah so. Uh, you know, talking about Garvin's big arm, uh, perfect segue to uh, a little trip down memory lane. So those that don't know, Grant, your dad also had a pretty good arm. Uh, yes, he did. Pl- played at Ole Miss in the early 80s with a quarterback. Um, so I asked you about it the other day, and you said when when South Alabama's not involved, you do pull for Ole Miss. So growing up, you know, um, do you have any fond memories of, of Ole Miss football? Um, you're a lot younger than Gray and myself, so um, you may have a little bit better of memories than what we had when we were in school, but um, is there anything that jumps into your mind when you think of Ole Miss football? Uh, You know, man,
1: there's actually a funny story. My parents brought me to the Grove in my crib because uh, (laughs) uh, my mom didn't really like going into the games and my dad always went, so my mom stayed out there with me. Um, uh, You know, man, it doesn't doesn't matter if Ole Miss could uh, basically win two games. Over the season, the grove's still gonna be packed. Everybody's still gonna be having a good time. Not everybody may stay till the fourth quarter, but everybody's gonna rally behind you and that, that I know for a fact that that helps the team uh I don't know get their morale up um now, one of my memories honestly is just just playing football right in front of the stage man um uh playing tackle football in the mud that's that's about it. And I was I was never really wanting to go sit in the stands and watch the football game. I'd go, but I would always – I'd annoy my dad, and I'd I'd use all of his money to eat Corky's barbecue, but <laughs>
0: –
1: Well, that's a wise investment. <laughs> it,
0: well, it's you funny said. that you bring up, uh, the, you know, the Grove being such a great yeah. motivating factor, even though you uh, win, you know, only two games, because, uh, you know, Houston Nutt was able to do that for Ole Miss. Uh. Yes. Yeah. Now, a it, years he
1: now. he's the, he's the guy that recruited me when I was getting recruited out of high school.
0: <laughs> oh whoa, man! Whoa, whoa.
2: Are you, what is the Houston Nut recruiting pitch?
0: <laughs> yes, please, please. We are we are we are going way off course here because we need to get this. Story it, down. it was it, it 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 was a very he was a very
1: I don't even know what the word would be to describe the guy. <laughs> he was a nice guy, but I mean, as 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 y'all probably know. Every every college coach in the recruiting factor—they're always. My dad has the best uh, analogy for it. They're all used car salesmen, man. They all are your best friend and everything uh, when they're trying to get you there, and then all of a sudden we get there. They'll they'll dog cuss you every which way they please. He was he was just another one. Just he
0: was a good one. He wasn't a bad one. So did he? How did he use his hands? And like, how often were his shoulders? Just gyrating when he was
1: talking.
0: <laughs> it, it was kind of like the Ricky Bobby thing. He's, like, I don't really know
1: what to do with my hands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! So, I mean, I mean, how how long did you talk with him? I mean, was it was it a living room visit? Was it over the phone? I mean,
1: no, it was it was at the camp. Uh, I did the Ole Miss um, going into my senior year. I went to the camp and I it was it was the first camp of the summer and uh, about halfway through it and I was I was lighting it up out there and I was I was surprised I was I was beating everybody out and he came up to me and he was just he was praising me he just he basically it's it's weird to say it like this he was he was commenting on my body like my build just how I threw the ball all just all that stuff all basically coaches always say.
2: Oh man, about that's, your- that's,
0: oh. that's so great. Yeah. Talk about nice how good. Talking about, your, your, talk about how good your hips are. And yeah. That's <laughs> that's that basically it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Graham, before we let you go, um, I guess just kind of give us your. Uh, you don't have to really do a score prediction if you don't want to, but just how you think the game will shake out uh, on Saturday. You know, I it's. It's either going to be
1: one way or the other. I honestly don't see it being a huge defensive battle at all. Um, I I think they're both going to score points. I know I know for a fact that South has, has recruited a couple new receivers that are like lights out, bigger guys. Um, and as always, I'm still good buddies with our offensive coordinator. He comes down to the beach all the time. We're always on the boat. And he's – I mean, he's – He's not afraid to take shots, especially in a game like this. You know, you're going up against an SEC opponent. He's trying to make a statement. Um, But then again, you got Ole Miss who's also trying to make a statement with all the stuff that they've got going on. Um, I'm actually anxious to see, man, because I'm anxious to see if Ole Miss is going to put all this stuff aside and actually play some football and uh, if these kids aren't going to let it do it. Because, I mean, in the end, this has nothing to do with those kids. They're on the field and they're playing football, then – and they're getting their education paid for, then none of this should matter. So if you can't go to a bowl game, you can't go to a bowl game. Um, It's really not what it's all about in the end, but uh, it's always nice. But, uh, yeah, I'm anxious to see, man. It'll be a good game. So I think it'll be a high-scoring game, hopefully. um,
0: Yes, before we we let you go, I'm glad you brought that up. I I was going to get your opinion on that. So – I mean, it's hypothetical, so we're not in a, in a real situation. But, you know, with the situation that Ole Miss is in, the uncertainty, you know, they have the ba- the bull band this year. Um, so, as it stands now, it doesn't affect recruits for next year. Um, but yeah. there is uncertainty that it might – it could be two years. You know, I don't think it will be any more than that. But
1: uh, Aren't they supposed were... to make their uh, decisions, in it, after this first game? It's in in well, the making the decisions? Well, they're having
0: the they're having the actual meeting with the committee on infractions yeah, right. September 11th, but I, they probably won't make a decision until like October yeah. or November. Um, but just you know, if you were going through the process again, if you were being recruited, and Matt Luke was recruiting you um, with everything that's going on, I mean, how would you look at Ole Miss as a as a prospective school?
1: Well, here's here's the way I would look at it because I mean I'm. Uh, 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 coming out of high school, I was a I was a three star recruit. Um, I was never the big five stars. The way that I would I would approach it personally, and the way most kids should look at it, that you know, if you get an offer from a SEC school and you take it, and then once you play four years and you get out, that's that's on your resume that you graduated from Ole Miss or Auburn or Alabama. You grad no matter. No one's gonna remember. Oh, you were in that bowl band. Uh, when they're trying to hire you for a job. So uh, the way I look at it is that if a person is offering you a scholarship to play Division One SEC football and you don't got to go to a bowl for two years, that's that honestly gives you more chance to play because they are going to lose some big recruits over that. Those big five-stars and stuff, they'll probably get a couple but not as many as they would like because um, uh, they're just going to go to the schools where they can shine um. Uh, but yeah, I think they'll get um uh, not necessarily smaller rated guys, but uh, I think they'll get. I don't know more. I don't want to say qualified. I don't even know what word to say. But they're going to get some good guys. But they're probably not going to get as many five stars or the big guys that they would love to have. But they'll get good players still.
0: All right. Well. Well, Grant. Um... We Once again, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, uh, are Are you going to make it to the game? Uh,
1: you know what? I'm not, man. I'm going to be uh, on the beach and on the boat. I'm gonna be watching. I was supposed to go up some buddies, but plans <laughs> change. So, well, nope, you know, I'm, I'm...
0: I, I would say that would be much better than a September game in Oxford, Mississippi, but I think the weather is actually supposed to be pretty decent this weekend.
1: Yeah, I know. So I was uh, had a had a whole trip planned up there, and then had some stuff come up. So I'm gonna be watching it from the comfort of my own TV in my bathing suit. That's about it.
0: <laughs> All right, man. Well, Grandpa, uh former South Alabama Jag, we appreciate you joining us here on Podcast Rebellion. Um, hopefully, uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. Hopefully, it's not about uh, a, an upset that happened opening weekend in 2017. <laughs>
1: So, all right, well, I appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, it was a pleasure. All right, man. Take it easy. Appreciate it. All right. Take it easy. All
2: right.
1: Go, Jag.
0: All right. And before we let y'all go, Gray and myself are going to kind of rehash uh, what we think is going to happen this weekend. So, I mean, before we kind of get down to Actual predictions, things that we think are going to happen, not happen. I mean, what are your initial thoughts on this game? Because I've I've got a couple that I think um, you might agree with, maybe not. But I mean, what are your initial thoughts?
2: I initially this game. Uh, I, I don't know if it's cause what they did last year to state. Although I mean, I, I don't know. But initially, I was I was fairly I was fairly scared. Uh, but I don't know why. I've had some sort of Sort of feeling watch over me that the defense is not going to be uh as horrific as it was last year um, and and you know i i don't know, i'm not sure again where that comes from, maybe it's just we've got more guys who who played you know, or i guess less inexperienced on this this year 's defense uh and uh, and essentially a new attitude because i I think we all agree the last couple games there at the end of last season there was there's some pretty sour attitudes and uh, reflected in in some some of the play on the field. Uh, But that said, if, I mean, to me, South Alabama's uh, best chance in this game is if, uh, (laughs) if the defense is truly awful, because I, I don't, I don't really think they're going to be able to uh, slow us, slow us down that much, unless we, it's all self-inflicted. But if the defense is truly awful and we get into this, you know, 30, 40-ish point shootout where you're at one possession game and anything can happen. That, that uh, yeah. to me, is, is their real chance.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, like like Grant said, I mean, I think it could possibly be a shootout. Um, I don't know if South Alabama will have the playmakers to keep pace because, you know, the defense was, was really bad last year. Uh, you know it. I know it. Everyone knows it. But, I mean – Three, four talented guys in the secondary come back. You got Hartsfield, Jones, and Julius, and Zedrick Woods come back. Um, This could be just a matter of if Ole Miss can stay the course, stay on schedule, avoid, you know, crippling penalties, third and longs. I mean, they're going to be able to convert because of just the sheer talent that they're going to have on offense. But on the other side of the football, they're just going to have to make plays because I think they're going to be able to, you know, not necessarily just throw the helmet on the field and get it done, but they're going to be talented. They're going to be more talented than South Alabama. So it's just a matter of executing. Um, my initial thoughts on this, and it stems from the whole NCAA thing, is the whole q Freeze fall. I just think this team is wanting to get out there and play football so bad that I think that it's going to really resonate throughout the team. And I think that there's just going to be an attitude. Um, you know, I think a lot of kids are honestly probably pissed off and felt lied to. Um, I mean, not that Hugh Freeze was just flat out lying to people about what he was doing, but just you know, hey man, we had this coach that was talking about how he was, you know, all in, you know, whatever you want to say, I and mean, then all this stuff happens and then he just leaves. I mean, I feel like they're going to feel a little betrayed and they're going to be a little pissed off. And I mean, especially that defense, they got to be tired of hearing people say how terrible they were.
2: Uh, well, uh, people in general, and I hope a uh, crime has told them every single day how awful they were, so they never forget it.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's my thing. I think with all the crap that's going on in Civil-A and just coaching searches or coaching search, whatever, I mean, I think Matt Luke was, you know, the perfect easy call to make the interim. He's been through probationary period as a player. He's been with Ole Miss for so long. I mean, I think that was an easy choice to make. But moving forward, I mean, for this game, I think it could get out of hand, honestly. I think this team is going to be motivated. They're going to want to make a statement. I mean, they got plenty of firepower on offense, and I think that it could just get way, 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 way too far out of reach for South Alabama. I mean, I, I think it could be something.
2: Forty-eight, seventeen, something like that. I mean, I don't think it's
0: going to be close.
2: Yeah, a a blowout would not mean uh, uh, because for the same reasons you just said. I mean, I think they, well, you would hope they are extremely motivated and angry and ready to take ready to take out all those emotions you just you just said on somebody other than themselves in practice. And so I could I could see them coming out and playing lots of fire and energy and just wanting to destroy. Somebody and it just and, and it actually happens, but I I also think you know at some point you know early on after the emotion wears off and and because I, I mean I South Alabama was a, a well coached team now like you said the the talent disparity is there uh, but they're still well coached and any well coached team uh, is not. I don't think they're going to get run out of the building early on. I mean, I think they'll they may take a hit, but I I feel like they'll bounce back. But I I just I'm like you. I'm I'm sort of, I guess I'm sort of like like the team. Like I'm just ready. I'm just ready for actual football to start, um, so we can stop. Have, we'll have something else to talk about other than other than the COI and anything related to the NCA stuff. Just something uh, where we actually get to talk about players. And getting mad about that, and getting happy, hopefully, uh, about them wrecking some people, because that—that would—that uh, would, I think not only the players, but that would uh, we un- or we unimportant fans, it would allow us to finally be able to vent some other emotions other than just frustration and anger, I guess. And,
0: and you really hope that you know a lot of the coaches' emotions and. You know, their wants. And, you know, I, I feel like you, you really hope that that will, you know, the players, you know, all that emotion will come through the players. Because, you know, we, we talked a little bit about recruiting with Grant. I mean, I think at, for a recruiting standpoint, Ole Miss needs to play games. They need to get out there. They need to show people they can score. They need to show people, hey, we're not that bad on defense. We got this, 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 and this person on defense. We're going to be just fine. You know, this is essentially you know, a mock job interview for Matt Luke as a head, you know, as a potential head coach, Um, Phil Longo, Weston McGriff as coordinators. I mean, it's, a lot is on the line for a season that people are saying, you know, quote unquote, doesn't matter. So I think, you know, a lot is at stake here um, for Ole Miss. So make all the jokes you want, They can't go to a bowl game. But I think this is going to be one of the most pivotal years in this program Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, they
2: they need to show signs of life early on um, because, and just specifically for, because like we said, the the CLI meets on September 11th, and there we, you know, the ruling will be sometime late October, early November, maybe mid November, somewhere in there. You'd think somewhere, something like that. Uh, so, you know, if they come out and just decide, and, and if that here, you know, they're their ruling to just just destroy Ole Miss. Well, I mean, I think no matter how the season's going, to me that that's gonna it's gonna deflate a lot of people in a hurry. And it's you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to be deflated in your late November early late November schedule because that those are all conference games. Those are all uh, against teams that are going to show no mercy. They don't care. They want to destroy you anyway. And so I that's why I think you're right. It's showing. That you're alive and willing to fight uh, will possibly. Uh, I'm trying to say is build. A, I mean, I, I think as long as they're still competitive and they fight and they play hard every game, uh, could offset perhaps what could happen at the end of the season if we get uh, if we just get hammered, because um, then it's like well you avoid the like you just sort of the, the disaster like a, a nine and three is, i would even say four and eight would just be a disaster total disaster and yeah it's like you're getting set back a number of years even more than the uh committee on infractions might set you back
0: yeah and you know um kind of you know piggybacking off of you know how this year can really shape things four years to come i mean just playing devil's advocate you know the Everybody keeps saying, you know, the potential of um, if it goes bad, people are going to transfer. Um, so the dev- my devil's advocate to that, and I-, I just think, you know, the 2016 class, um, which for whatever reason, if anyone wants to point to some cheating, that's the class that you need to point to, not the 2016 uh, class.
2: Yeah yeah, um, yeah, 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 that
0: one. <laughs> so so that, that class, you know, for sophomores right now, Some might be redshirt freshmen, but, you know, next year is their draft year. But, you know, people are already looking at you before your draft year. And by draft year, I mean your junior year when you can leave. Um, So guys like Jay Patterson, D.K. Metcalf, Greg Little, A.J. Brown, you know, those type of dudes, you know, this is your time. This year is where you kind of put your name out there. Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I got. You need to pay attention. Next year is when you make your money. So, like, Marquise Haynes stayed another year, could have gone. He made his money last year, and this year is like, look, you need to bump me up your draft board. So, me playing devil's advocate is like, look, I get wanting to leave and wanting to transfer because you can't go to a bowl game. But at the end of the day, NFL GMs, NFL coaches, Jared Goff did go to a bowl game and got drafted number one overall. Now, that's that one should
2: example. Be, well, that should be part of our pitch is uh, a bowl game yeah, is I mean, just an extra game. And it's just an extra game to get hurt in.
0: Yeah. Or it's an extra game to play terrible. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's not a great way to look at it. I mean, obviously, you know, there's a chance you can play bad in, in all 12 games. But just me playing devil's advocate, it's like, look, you're already here. The committee on infractions is not going to make a decision for, you know, they may not make a decision until the end of the year. So, I mean, I, I don't understand. I And once again, this is devil's advocate. But I just don't get, like, leaving, even if you don't have to sit out. I mean, the whole thing, I mean, the Bleacher Report piece on Shea Patterson and how he basically was like, I kind of look at it as how are people going to look at it if I just leave because shit got bad. I mean, you know, like if you want to use the analogy like, hey, you know, NFL GM, why would they draft you? Because you showed that, hey, if it if shit hits the fan, I'm going to tuck and run. All right. no, that's Thanks. true,
2: yeah. But also, I just thought about this, is uh, – Based on the uh, the Stephen Godfrey article um, about Leo Lewis, I mean, if it, if the word is on the street that LSU is 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 offering up 650k, and I do not believe they offered 650k, but for the purpose of this, I'm going to say that uh, if LSU <laughs> is offering up 650k for a four-star high school linebacker. If you're under your belt, how much money are you going to get? Yeah. Well, and, wait. And you no, know I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ole Miss is the only team in the SEC that, that pays players. I bad. I take that back.
0: Well, I was gonna say Leo Lewis is only a four star. Imagine how much money Ole Miss tried to pay Mike Warren. He was a five star.
2: Oh yeah, probably maybe trying. maybe maybe a million and a half. According yeah, I mean, according to certain message boards, probably.
0: I mean, crude and math. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, at least one point
2: two. Yeah, I that's fair. That's a fair value.
0: Yeah, you know, we digress. It's only week one, and and I'm already devil's asking people about transferring. So this is gonna be this is gonna be. Fun. This,
2: is, this is this is why the season needs to start, so we can stop talking about this.
0: This is this is chaos season. That is what this is all about. Just chaos everywhere. Um, so, uh, I gave my, shit, hell, I'll stick with it. Forty-eight seventeen is my pick. What's your pick for this week? Uh,
2: what's the, what's the, I'm trying to remember. What's the spread? The last, last one I saw, I think it was
0: 24. Uh, I think it's 24.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with something. Let's see. I
0: think the, the over-under is 57, I think.
2: 57? Or 67?
0: Yeah. 57 is mm. what I was told.
2: I haven't actually does oh uh well i'm going to go something just cuz i haven't decided if i'm actually going to do this game or not uh but either way something tantalizingly close to the actual spread number just so whichever whichever way i actually bet i will be crushed by a a garbage time touchdown on
0: either side
2: Let's I'll go uh yeah. say over under
0: over under is 57 according to ESPN. Holy hell.
2: That seems low. That seems really that low. That
0: seems really low. Really
2: low. Uh I'm going to go with uh and this is also based on I'm a, as I've discussed with you mates. I'm a. am a Phil Longo fanboy, so I will I'm going to put yeah. a crazy total for Phil. I will go something with like 45, 24. Right on the, you know, right on the edge of. Uh, you know, so depending on which way you, like I said, depending on which way you, you lay down the dollars, uh, you could be burned by that. Uh, so yeah, twenty one points. That's. I'll, I'll stick with that.
0: So you're only giving our boy Longo forty five.
2: Yeah, first game, and and I
0: I saw in one of the the,
2: the quotes this week. That uh, they're only using, I think a third. Well, allegedly, according to allegedly, a third of the playbook. So, you know, he's got to save some stuff for Cal and then Alabama. So, you know, he's not gonna not gonna pour out his wrath on South Alabama.
0: That's true. He'll probably he'll break fifty against Bama week four. I think
2: that's part of the plan. Oh yeah, no, where can I? I want to bet on that right now. (laughs)
0: Longo season is here. Yeah. (laughs) So got our picks in. I said forty-eight seventeen. You said forty-five twenty-four. Ole Miss, We predict starts out one and zero against the Jags from South Alabama. Um, that's going to do it for tonight. Um, Gray, you got anything else before we go?
2: Um. No, I think I'm. No, I can't think of anything.
0: Oh no, I did. I haven't. I,
2: I don't know if it was from the season premiere tonight did see that uh, i yeah, haven't watched it yet it but i did see uh there was some picture of matt luke wearing like glasses not like sunglasses but like glasses glasses and yeah. i don't think i've ever seen him and, and they weren't <laughs> I, I, Grant, I, don't, I don't know anything about uh glasses style but they looked very uh they looked very large in the picture that i saw and uh and it, it made me laugh a lot
0: it looked very learned very,
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 It looked wild. very uh history professor.
0: Yes. And and say what you want about Matt Luke, say what you want about him being uh a proper replacement for Hugh Freeze, whatever. Um but the man was completely hoarse like eight minutes into the episode, which I love. <laughs> I mean just like could barely talk in the team meeting. It was it was fantastic. Vintage Matt Luke, if you will.
2: Well, and then and then the the greatest thing of all about him so far is that he has not issued an original tweet since I believe I it was know. like late October 2016. Now he retweets a bunch of stuff, but it's just like you know, go old Miss type stuff. I was going to
0: say, I think he only does that from a desktop computer that I think an intern does. I believe when he was announced <laughs> as the interim coach, he followed your orders yeah. and Ross works took him out on his boat and he chunked his phone in to start a play.
2: Yeah, yeah, he should, I mean, I'm tempted to say just give him the full-time job right now, but I will hold off on that and say let's just see how it goes. But I love and if I, he, I love, I love the no tweeting. I love it.
0: Yeah, and, and if he does tweet, let's just hope that he like tweets at you Freeze and just tells him to just shut up and delete the <laughs> app and never tweet again. <laughs> If Indeed. he tweets, if an an he tweets delete
2: your account, if he tweets, delete your account at Hugh <laughs> Freeze, uh, then you, you have to give him the job right then.
0: <laughs> hire him on the spot if he tweets that at
2: him. I, I, I don't oh. care. They could go two and ten, and he could do that, and I would say hire him.
0: I will start donating immediately if he does <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, So, yeah, so stay tuned in to the site, uh, WreckedOutPavilion.com. A couple more things rolling out this week or week one. Uh, You're going to have Gray's film review coming soon. Uh, A couple other things. And, like always, on Sunday, Gray and myself will recap the game, uh, more than likely hungover. Um, And also, uh, yeah, I totally forgot to mention, man, I know you're in Austin, but are you doing all right uh, with the – hurricane
2: situation oh yeah no we we uh yeah we're we're fine. We're we got uh i think we ended up I guess depending on where you were in the city we got about i think it was about nine to ten inches of rain but it never it never rained really hard here for an extended period of time it was this slow steady sort of light rain uh and you know we got like wind but no nothing compared to what what those those poor people in houston are having to deal with
0: uh really easy Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if 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 you're listening from Texas or from Houston, I mean, obviously, stay safe. Uh, Our prayers go out to you, JJ Watson. You some money, hopefully. Um, So that's good. Um, But yeah, for real, stay safe out there, Texas. And uh, but hey, get excited. College football is back this weekend, so you can um, can wind down with that. So uh, for Gray, I'm Zach.